This is On The Left Side, the alternative football show. It's just a reminder to me that until we give them that opportunity, we just don't know what they might do. Hello, friends. Thank you for popping by. Help yourself to anything you like in the fridge. And let's have a chat about the funny side of football. I think it's best to think of England's friendly matches this week like injections that you might have before you went on a foreign holiday. (coughs) They're unpleasant, but ultimately they don't really do you any real harm and we've already got one out the way fairly painlessly, so just one more to go. England have already played Germany, now all we need to do is get Brazil done and we can move on with our lives. And just like injections before a trip, it's preparing us nicely for a Russian holiday. Or at least the ultimate inevitable disappointment of watching England play in Russia, at least. Amazingly, England actually did okay against Germany at Wembley on Friday night. I know, I'm as surprised as you. And I'm sure Gareth Southgate was probably a little bit shocked too, after the usual mediocre England lineup was decimated with more injuries than your average episode of Casualty, with 17 first-team regulars unavailable for action. Whilst Germany's squad included the likes of Matt Hummels and Julian Draxler, England had Jake Livermore, Jack Cork, Big Dave from the canteen and a fella that Jordan Henderson saw doing keepy-ups down the park, so he asked him if he fancied a game. Have it. It says a lot that the ragtag mix of players who did make it onto the pitch looked far more impressive and exciting than the usual England lot. Although the official reports will read slightly differently, I'm sure most of that AWOL 17 can be written off with the old classic Ryan Giggsitis. That's the strain that stops you playing any international matches deemed slightly insignificant, rather than the strain that makes you sleep with your brother's wife. Uh. That would be my professional opinion, but Gareth doesn't think so. No, 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 no. I'm hearing this talk of club v country. It's a nonsense. You know, with some of the players, it's 100% clear there's a scan. With a couple of the other lads that have been in, if we're in a cup final or a critical game, maybe we have a, a, a really open conversation. Well, that's kind of exactly what club versus country is, Gaz. Players only playing in the important matches. But you are right, there is no battle because you are simply bending over and taking one for the team. And that team is whichever team happens to not want its star player playing for England. Some of those injured players might now be slightly twitchy about getting their place back, or at least they would be if we had an England manager capable of picking players based on form rather than on shirt sales. Or if the crop of talent that was on show had mustered something more exciting than the eventual nil-nil bore draw. Well, at least we've had the drama at West Ham to keep us entertained this week. Slaven Bilic was ultimately sacked by the Hammers for apparently being too friendly with the players. And his chair in the manager's office was still warm by the time David Moyes sloped through the door and plonked himself down on it as he set straight to work in setting out his new regime in East London. Step it on, you won't play. You don't run, you won't play. If you don't do the training and you're not fit enough, you don't play. So I think we can safely say there is absolutely zero chance that Dave is going to get the boot for being too matey with the players, is there? That said, anyone who's seen West Ham at any point this season will no doubt tell you they don't play much anyway, so it's not really that much of a threat. In fact, in every interview that Moyes has given since taking the job, there's a certain air of a man on the edge about him. This one, I think, could go either way. 
He's either going to end up driving to Dundee in bare feet, having gorged himself on Toberone, or he's going to go on a killing spree after McDonald's refused to sell him breakfast after 10.31am. I don't want to be your buddy, Rick. I just want some goddamn breakfast. Maybe it'll be just what the club needs, but even pre-psychopathic rage, the reception of the new man was, at top, shall we say mixed? With parody accounts at underscore Carlton Cole 9 tweeting, West Ham fans have been so divided over the last year or so. It's nice to see us all unite in disbelief that David Moyes will manage us. And at Tomster36 offering, Golden Sullivan obviously still not convinced that Billage can get us relegated. So I'm looking to bring in David Moyes just to be sure. David Gold was resolute, however. Embodying the true spirit of former boss Harry Redknapp, he leant out of his massive car window to give his blessing to the new appointment. And just in case you don't speak Cockney Wheeler Dealer, I'll translate for you. I'm pleased. I think we've got the best man that's available at this time. Translation, he was the cheapest man available. People are talking about uh, funds for January, of course. But what is that situation? Well, we've you know, got to give him a little time. You know, he's, he arrived uh, this morning. Um, I mean, let's face it, we... Um, but, you know, he... he um, um, and, uh, and it will be up to... Uh, it's, uh, it's up to us to go and get him. Translation, he's getting fuck all. So, happy times ahead at West Ham for all. All apart from the man formerly known as Super Slav, who seems to be having difficulty letting go. A story in the mirror says that the Croat struggled to cut the umbilical cord, that worked better written down, and phoned each and every player in the team. One last time for a chat. Supposedly, he was asking for feedback on how he could have done things better and what he did wrong as a manager. But I imagine that the phone calls went more along the lines of this. Hola. Hey, Chicorito. How are you, hombre? Do you want to hang out? We could go get some quesadilla sometime. Or something. I'm pretty free. Anytime. Can I borrow some money? That's it. We are done. Don't forget there are loads of ways to listen to the next episode of On The Left Side. You can find us on your podcast app and hit subscribe so you get the new show as soon as it's ready. You can add us on your flash briefing for your Amazon Echo by searching Alternative Football Show in store. And you can follow us on Twitter at On The Left Side, where we always post about our new shows, along with a load of other funny football stuff and occasionally inappropriate things when I've had a few too many beers. But not inappropriate in a set blatter hope solo kind of way anyway i'll see you later on the left side is written and produced by ant mcginley and jim salverson for abrupt audio